0: I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast.
1: Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're going to be sharing how to figure out what your rate should be as a content creator or influencer and the three factors you should consider when building out your rate. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question
0: of the day is what do you do to unwind or relax? So many things. I've literally been so stressed. That's why I was like, we need to do this question. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want me to go- yeah, you do it.
1: So for me, I would
0: say on a daily basis,
1: I am building in time to at least unwind and like take a physical or mental break. And I do that with daily walks and or either running or I just do like an out home yoga workout, even if it's just like a 10 or 15 minute stretch that really helps me. So yeah, for me, it has to be like getting me physically moving. So it's like a morning walk an afternoon walk, um, or like a lunchtime run. Like those are ways that help me unwind or relax. Um, always.
0: Oh, I love that. I need to get better at doing that. You know, I'm so, <laughs> but I think I really do. I like walked to go get coffee this morning and it was so nice and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best I need. So I need to get better at that for me. Like I just need to do like little things throughout the day. I do love a good bath. Those are fun. I love like kind of doing like cooking with Sam and just kind of setting phones aside and detoxing for the day. Oftentimes I let it build up too much to where I'm like, I need to get away. Um, and so like now, obviously we can't, haven't been able to do that for like the last year. So I've been doing some like staycations, um, don't recommend bubbling like like letting it fester until it gets to that point. Sometimes it's not super avoidable though. Um, so now Sam and I next weekend are going on like a staycation somewhere like super close by, like really great cleaning protocols all that stuff. So I will be literally logging off and no one can talk to me. Awesome. (laughs)
1: Um, All right, you guys. So you'll have to let us know what you do to unwind or relax on the podcast, Facebook group, and or Instagram.
0: Perfect. So let's get into this week's topic. What should I charge for a sponsored post as an influencer slash content creator? So we're going to be giving you guys some tips and tricks on how to determine your rate and three factors that we think that you should consider. But first we want to start by saying there is no magic formula. Like a few years ago when brands started recognizing the value influencers and content creators brought to the table and that they deserved payment, so many of us had no idea what to do. I mean it was our first time chart like we were literally like we had just been creating content and we hadn't really started like getting paid for yeah. these sponsored posts.
1: we were just excited.
0: Yeah but I would always freak out and I had no idea what to do. And I remember one of my favorite creators sold like an ebook or something and I bought it. And she even said this, that 1% formula that you guys have probably heard before. But if you haven't, essentially there was a rule going around for the longest time that you should charge 1% of your following. Essentially, like if you have 50,000 followers, you would charge $500. And so for a long time, we were like, what, that's a few hundred dollars for a post. That's amazing. And like, I mean, at first it was really cool, but there's so much more that goes in. It should not just be about a follower count. It doesn't make sense. Follower count alone is just vanity metrics. You're just looking at vanity metrics and that doesn't even factor in your engagement rate. Like we'll go into it in these three tips that we think you guys should consider. But just like Emma said, the takeaway should be that there are so many other things that should go into it. And that's why that formula really doesn't work. So that is why we recommend these three factors to help you determine your rate.
1: All right. So the first thing to think about when you're starting to build out your price is think about your financial goals and your costs. So start by evaluating your costs. How often do you purchase a new camera, equipment, or hire a photographer, right? Because there are creators like Maddie who literally shoot and edit their own content and there's creators like me who want to hire photographers. Mm -hmm. Also think about how much you're paying for monthly clothing rental services like Rent the Runway and how much you spend a month on props and photo shoots. There are other costs involved too, right? Like if you are wanting to take photos in the city, maybe you want to drive into the city every weekend and you have to pay the downtown parking, you know, like parking is $20 in
0: some of those garages. Oh yeah, that's super expensive. It's gone down now, which is nice.
1: So understanding how much you spend on content creation on a monthly basis can help you calculate your minimum goal, which is to cover your own costs. So again, I think I've talked about this before, you guys. Uh uh-huh. 2017, all I wanted to do was cover the cost of photography. Yeah. For the longest time, right? I started my blog in 2014. I was hiring photographers and I was not making any money. And so I said, look, I just want to cover my fixed costs. I want to be able to cover the cost of photography. So once you've established your minimum goal, work to understand your larger financial goals. So this might sound really crazy. And at least when I talk to creators about it, when we start talking about money, this might feel a little bit intimidated. So I'm just going to say the question and just noodle on it and think about it. How much do you want to make as a content creator this year and why? It is okay, you guys, to set a financial goal for your side hustle for your creative career. Absolutely. I literally, I mean, I'm so passionate about goals. I made like a whole goal setting. Check out her course. It's so good. And part of it is like just coming around to the idea that you can set financial goals because Mm. this is going to help you when you take that step back, actually think about how much you should be charging, right? Because if you have a financial goal to make 10,000 this year or 50,000 or 100,000, you can't be charging just the cost of, Or um, you can't be charging just with your follower count. You have to put your other things in. So another thing to think about, right, when you're thinking about your finances, are your goals motivated by the bills you need to pay? Or is this a side hustle you use to build up a savings account for, or to help fund your adventures? So again, many different ways to approach finances, right? If you're just starting out, you can approach it by saying, oh, I just want to cover my fixed costs about, you know, my cost of photography, or, oh, I want to actually cover you know, my monthly recurring bill. Like I want to be able to pay my, um, it can be like your car insurance, mm-hmm. or your phone bill every month with my side hustle. So lots of different ways to approach it. Other things.
0: The stuff. And one thing too, that I think is like, I mean, something that you've set your goals on previously is like, you wanted to match your corporate salary. Like that's a big thing to think about too. If you're looking to go full-time, like if that's the point that you're at, like are you just looking to match your like salary so that you can go full-time or are you looking to, you know, what can you get by month to month with? And that's kind of what you're trying to do so that you can like jump into content creation full-time. Uh, if you're really looking to set these goals, these are really high level questions. Like we recommend digging into it and really sitting down and thinking about all the different things that go into it. And if you're having a problem with that, check out Emma's course, cause it's super useful to really just sit down. Cause we I mean, we, we also did a little bit of a chat about, this yeah. in previous episodes. So hopefully that would be helpful for setting your goals. Um, but I mean, I highly recommend the course if you're looking to get a little bit deeper into it.
1: Thanks, I appreciate it. All right. So now that you have an idea of your financial goals, you can start to figure out what you should charge per post solely based on that goal by taking your financial goal, dividing it by 12, which is the number of months in a year, and then dividing it by the number of blocks you want to land per month, for example, four. This will help you calculate what to charge to achieve your goal, but it may still be too low. So this is why it's important to take other factors into consideration. Also, guys, if you're listening to this and this is the first time you've ever been like, oh my God, you need to tell me I can take my financial goal for the year and help build out my rate. Maybe this is where you stop and you just start take like, pause the episode, pull out your notebook or your Excel sheet, like, you know, start to play around with the numbers. Like why we're bringing this up is we just want you to start getting comfortable, like thinking about like, Oh, like my financial goals can, like, if I want to achieve that, I have to factor that in my business.
0: Mm -hmm. And like, I think something that like influencers don't talk about enough and it's just not talked about enough in our industry. I mean, likely because right like none of us are financial like or tax experts. Yeah. It t- I'm jumping into taxes, (laughs) terrible segue, but basically like taxes, like you not only are like having this income, obviously if you have a full-time job or something else, sometimes like your tax return will even out with the amount of taxes that you owe on your side hustle or whatever that might be. But if you're getting paid for brand collaborations, you are paying taxes. And when you do go full-time, if you go full-time, you're going to be paying more taxes. You're going to be talking about health insurance. Emma discussed this in another episode when she chatted about going full-time and like all the financial things that she Had to take into consideration. So, if you haven't listened to that, I would recommend kind of rewinding because those are completely things that you have to take into account when building out that goal. And if you're looking at all that, you need to understand like what it would take to get you to that goal. And also, I think a lot of people tend to like, at least when I first started, I was like, "Oh my god, if I made." 10,000 this year, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Like when I like first started setting financial goals and that would have set my rate way too low. I was landing four to six collabs a month minimum because of how low my rate was. And I was turning people down because I wasn't trying to be just like an ad spot,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, I totally get that. And again, right. As you start to outline your financial goals as a creator, right. Whether that may be, Oh, you know what? I want this to be a lucrative side hustle or, Oh, I want to start setting myself up so I can leave my corporate job, you'll really start to like look at the entire, not cost of your life, but basically, right? Like, what it takes to live your life. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that helps at least just for the first thing to think about as you start to build your out as a content creator or influencer.
0: And now that you know what rate you would need to charge in order to meet your financial goal, again, kind of building on that and realizing that might not be enough if you're setting that financial goal too low, if this is a side hustle and you're just trying to bring in some extra cash to build up your savings. So maybe that is why your financial goal isn't as strong or isn't as high and that's totally fine, but you also, need to take into consideration these two other factors. The next one being the value that you bring. So as a content creator, there is so much value that you bring to the table that I think people are constantly underestimating. Emma recently did a series on the myth that being an influencer isn't a real job. And I highly recommend reading her posts on that because I mean, so many people say that they're like, "Oh, you just get paid to just like take pictures. Like someone literally commented on my recent post where I said, I charge 1800 a post and it was like, who on God's green earth would pay you to do that. And I kind of want to do like a response video to it because it's just like, so many people undervalue influencers, like society undervalues influencers. So that is kind of ingrained in ourselves. Like we now think, Oh, like, I don't, I don't like, I feel so bad charging $500 like, just for taking a picture. And like, by saying that you are so undervaluing yourself because so much goes into it. You know, how much time and energy you put into each collab, you know, how much stress can go into, you know, meeting those deadlines. Um, Oh Jesus my cat just jumped up on the table what are you doing doing? knock it off (laughs) okay sam cut that out (laughs) dear god oh lord cleo get out of here So I recently posted on my feed a case study by Coley where they saved almost half a million dollars by working with nano influencers. So, I mean, that example alone just proves that content creators are saving brands hundreds of thousands of dollars on traditional marketing costs. And had they paid these influencers, they still would have made a profit. They are still saving money. And they actually say in this case study, I highly recommend looking it up just to read the full thing. They literally say in this case study that the content that they got from these creators was better than the content they were paying to create because it was more diverse and it had like it, I mean it was more quality, mm. like and they were getting more of it, like and unfortunately like, like three
1: hundred images. 300. 300 for other
0: marketing purposes yep because these creators signed away their usage rights oh my god okay sorry
1: keep
0: going well no it's just so like i mean it's crazy like that's like a whole nother thing that we could get into but let's not do that today but i mean seriously like that just proves how much value content creators bring and in this case study they just like they're very proudly stating about how much money they were able to save so for example in a traditional ad brands have to pay for things like location location scouts models hair and makeup, wardrobe, photographers, editors, graphics designers, copywriters, obviously varies like photo shoot to photo shoot. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that I don't even know that go into just creating an advertisement, but at minimum it's these things. Yeah. Yeah, There's just so many different things that go into it. And I mean, this is why Coley or uh, the brand, the hair tools brand that Coley was working with was able to save so much money. Right. Yeah. And one
1: thing I just want to pop in here, right. Like when you're starting to think about the value you bring, right? Even if you are a nano influencer between 1,000 to 10,000 followers, if a brand is gifting you a, all oh right, a $50 hair tool, right? Think about, like, everything you do to produce that one photo and that three stories, and then afterwards engaging on behalf of that brand. Right? Mm-hmm. It is not, now that $50 hair tool is now covering... Your con is that actually covering your content creation costs? Yeah,
0: your time engaging with your community on behalf of that. No, oftentimes, even minimum wage, which is like the federal minimum wage, would not be enough to pay you for the amount of hours that you went into creating that content, and that's just for the actual content itself that does not take into account the time that you're not getting paid for building your audience, building a relationship with your audience, like outside of engaging on the post. Like it doesn't factor in any of that. If you're just looking at the sponsored post itself, like you are putting in so much time and energy to make it successful by creating the content and then, then engaging with your audience back. And again, all those different value points that we touched on before that go into creating the ad itself, doesn't even include the cost of the ad space. So as a nano influencer, like a lot of people keep asking us like, well, I have under 10,000, like really, can I be charging? Like there's a lot of hesitation there. And I'm writing a blog post on this right now too. Cause I, I just think it's so important to empower nano creators because you are adding more value than just the audience itself. You are literally creating marketable content. So c- take that into account. Hopefully, that empowers you to charge more and then do that and then add the audience that you're adding on top of it.
1: And one thing I want to say, right? Even if at all, everyone's price is going to vary, right? I'm just going to give an example that I'm just pulling out here. If you're at 4,000 followers and you decide to charge $150 an Instagram post, i'm telling you right now a brand has 150 dollars to spend easy like that's nothing
0: no i had a brand reach out to me recently that was like we have a thousand dollars for the whole month for all our creators and i was like blank <laughs> okay, okay well see you later yeah but like they do have like they do have funds like 150 dollars is like especially like as you get like bigger and bigger brands that's like a drop in the bucket even
1: us okay you guys i don't know all have brought this up before I did a campaign this last fall. I won't say who the brand is. They, I think made a mistake and left, like on the creative brief, how much money they were allocating for the entire campaign for the influencer campaign. And I read through it, I actually pulled it up. I pointed it to Maddie and I was like, is this a mistake? Am I seeing, am I seeing this wrong? And it literally said entire campaign for this influencer campaign. $300,000 $300,000 so like, much money, so much money. I literally charged them one that I charged them $1,000. I was like, that's nothing. It's not even 0.1%
0: or 1% of this budget. And I was a like, massive budget, like, like insane. Well, and now more and more, like a lot of brands, like, especially when they reevaluated budgets this year are slowly allocating more and more of their marketing budget to influencers, specifically
1: micro and nano influencers, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, right, one of the ba- values that we bring is an engaged audience. Yeah. So your engagement rate falls as you grow, right? So typically, right, like at the Kim Kardashian level, it's like a 1% or 2% engagement rate. And we just have higher engagement rates with smaller audiences. So- That's a value you bring. An engaged audience is is a value that you bring.
0: Absolutely. So just overall, we are creating marketable content that saves brands thousands. Not to mention, we are bringing an engaged, excited audience that we communicate with in real time. And real time detailed analytics like this is something i don't know if it was you and i who were chatting about it but i i was i saw something where basically now actually no it was a case study i was reading i think where they were kind of going through and talking about how being like influencer marketing is likely one of the bigger futures of marketing because like of many reasons but one of them being like with new privacy laws, it's harder and harder to get access to as detailed of analytics as Instagram is able to provide because they're providing it to us because this is our platform, like Instagram's not our platform, but the, you know, like the account that we have is. So we are able to provide more detailed analytics than they're able to get on most platforms now. And more and more with privacy laws, that's becoming more and more the case. So I just think that's going to keep growing. So now that you're understanding your high level value as a content creator, it's definitely important to look at some other things that you bring to the table that we haven't discussed yet. For example, years of photography experience. I literally have been taking photos since 2012. Mm -hmm. That's like like overall, like almost Mm -hmm. 10 10 years. years. (laughs) Like, I have been taking photos and editing photos for 10 years. That is 10 years of photography experience. I've worked with clients like, I mean, I guess you're kind of a client. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I've consistently worked with clients in that case then. And I'm like, I'm, I've am i been taking photos and growing that expertise for years now. Also years of experience creating content. Like Emma has so much experience curating content, like in putting together a photo shoot, what that's going to look like, and then writing the copy for it. And then you also, we already touched on having an engaged audience who cares about what you say. And then in some other cases, your professional background that makes you an expert in your field, for example, for example, like Emma's master's, she has so many different classes that she can call back to. Well, it's true. And there's like some professors and I even had like a doctor reach out to me actually through my DMs yesterday, kind of asking me questions about elevating her audience. And I was like, you absolutely, you, ha- you were literally a doctor. <laughs> I was like, you literally have this background that you can bring in. That's so unique. And you spent how many years getting that degree? <laughs> like you have so many qualifications that you might not think about, but if you're sharing that kind of knowledge with your audience, you absolutely should be charging for it.
1: Absolutely. All right, you guys. So, the third thing to think about when you are building out your price for sponsor posts as a content creator or influencer is your time investment. So, one signal that you are charging too little per Instagram post is that the amount of time you are putting into the content didn't feel like it was worth it for the payoff. And your time is absolutely valuable, right? So especially like for gifted product, like if the product, again, you just have to start seeing yourself as a business. And part of that is evaluating your opportunity costs. If you accept a $20 water bottle, but it took you an hour or an hour and a half to shoot the content, edit it, write the copy. I mean, is that $20 water bottle Mm -hmm. worth your time? So those are just... Right, like starting to think about yourself as a business and opportunity cost. So, if you are charging right, at your current rate, you might already be landing multiple collaborations a month. But if they take up a large chunk of your time, you have to ask yourself, is this rate worth the time investment? We have found personal experiences that we would rather charge a larger amount per post and land one to three collaborations per month, than charge a smaller amount and land three to six collaborations. And after we raised our rates, we actually found that we made the same month. Uh, we made the same month over month with less collaborations. And in the end, saying no may have cost us some collaborations, but we saved so much time and energy, and ended up taking home the same amount,
0: if not more. <laughs> I
1: say, this is actually something I I did a recent clubhouse talk. By the time this airs, this would have been probably like a few weeks has passed. But my most recent clubhouse talk was just real life examples of turning down paid brand campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how I literally turned down a $1,500 Instagram campaign, but then I negotiated a campaign that was originally $2,000 to $5,000. So it's like, yeah, I literally did less work, but still got paid more. Yeah, And one thing that one uh, person in my life who continues to like challenge me to raise my rates besides uh, our conversations mm-hmm. with
0: my, my fiance I love it every time you tell me these conversations you mm-hmm. have with him
1: <laughs> I, I actually was feeling really overwhelmed um during the holiday season again grateful for all the brand opportunities loved all the brand partners I was stressed and Brandon was like Emma you don't have to say no said keep raising your Mm rates because the people who want to work with you he said and you know this is the time to do it especially during the holidays people want content people are shopping people are spending money both on the brand and on the consumer side Brandon always encourages me He's like if you are finding that you are so busy and that people continue to pitch you just keep raising your rates you don't have to say no and like the people who want to take you seriously and want to work with you will pay that, and honestly, that's always been true.
0: Yeah, that's always been true. I mean, it's like you—it's just your—you have to evaluate your time. If you are feeling stressed, you don't want to start like taking on more unless it's worth the value of your time. That absolutely raise your rates. Yeah.
1: So I know that sounds like oh, okay, Emma. You, you can say that because you're at forty thousand
0: followers, right? but it's true for everyone. Because that's what we wanted to say, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like when I first started. Accepting collaborations, like I mentioned in the beginning, I was accepting them left and right. I was like, oh my God, obviously, like making sure that it aligns with my brand values and stuff. But like, I was honestly surprised with how many I was getting. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, like 200 a post, 200 a post, 200 a post. And then I ended up like being overwhelmed. Like, I tried to accept max six per month. That was like my absolute max. And like, for all of that, I probably worked. 40 hours in total for those six collaborations and walked away with like $1200 maybe like like and then you that's not even factoring in like taxes and stuff like that and like i mean it's depending on like where you live right it varies at what the value of that looks like to you like if you like live in an area that might have like a lower cost of living that might be more significant but living in seattle like
1: Where rents three thousand
0: dollars, well, maybe a little cheaper now, but still, just $50. And then food is so expensive; like it's just a drop in the bucket, you guys. So, like, you just have to take all those factors into account. I think. Look at what your finances look like. Look what you're trying to bring in. Look, is this worth my time? Especially like working a nine to five and then forty hours on top of that, like like just for collaborations, that doesn't even include all the other stuff that I was doing for my Instagram account. Like I don't even want to know how much <laughs> time I put into it, like outside of that, but 40 hours, like plus all the other time that I put into content creation, $1,200 for the entire month was not worth it to me. And now if I'm able to get that from one collaboration, I spent a sixth of the time doing it for the same price. And honestly, like even raising my rate, like, again, I bring in 10 years of photography experience. Like (laughs) there's so many things that go into it. So hopefully that was helpful. (laughs) I know Emma and I could talk about this topic for a really long time. We are very passionate about it, Um, but we did want to start wrapping up. But before we do that, we do want to leave you guys with our bonus tip, which is essentially like three next steps you can take right now like actionable steps to look at and try with your current like rate structure. So the first would be to experiment. So experiment with raising your rates. If you're not sure if you can do it, try raising them for a month. I would recommend at least a month or two like to kind of get an idea because yes, you will get more brands saying no at higher rates. Absolutely. But like you'll also I think be surprised at how many a, will accept, but B, like, maybe they'll just counter with a rate that's still higher than what you originally would have charged.
1: By the way, we didn't really go into depth with this, but Maddie and I are constantly experimenting mm-hmm. and we are constantly getting no's, but at the same time, like for every five no's, we get one yes, or, or every yeah. 10 no's, we get one yes. But that to us, because we factor in our financial goals, because we do value the time that we have, you know, for our creative careers and our passions, we're totally fine with that. Yeah. So just getting comfortable with experimenting. If you if you haven't raised your rate since last year, this is your sign to raise your rate.
0: This is your sign. And if
1: you add an additional $50, $100, or you, if you feel more comfortable raising it by 25% or 50%, right? Like start experimenting. Mm-hmm. And again, if a brand is taking their time to reach out to you, I would say that there's already vested
0: interest. And so you might as well ask. Yeah. I mean, and like, I think one thing that I do, I didn't really like, I think we didn't touch on this as much. And I think it's important to kind of hammer home is a little bit of what you touched on, which like one out of 10 might be, no. I think a lot of people think that like, you and I are just getting like all these emails left and right and all of them are in budget or like all of them were able to negotiate up. And like, I get that vibe from some of the people that I talk to. They're like, but how do I even like get like those kinds of brands? All the brands in my inbox are like, like gifted collabs. And I'm like, you guys, like I get like 10 gifted collab emails a day. Like, I don't think people understand that. Like we are getting these emails too. We are getting these low ball rates too. I literally just had a brand who like, I had like three were, that were just gifted that I've emailed back and forth with today, which is frustrating because like I invested in my time and like having those conversations, but um like, like that. And then Emma has some really great tips on how to turn those gifted into paid collaborations as well, which I recommend checking out. Um, but like that, and then there were a bunch that were like, we have a hundred dollars, that brand that was like, we have a thousand for all our content creators this month. Like we can't like, you're double our budget for like, all of our creators, like there, we get so many brands that come back at those low rates. Like we are getting those emails too. It's just the brands that are willing to see the value in our work and are willing to pay for the value in our work that are the ones that we're able to work with. Yeah.
1: So right. When literally we're still on like the three next steps on step number one, about experimenting. No, that like, you are in a growing learning process constantly. And that includes continuously experimenting, trying pitching new rates, and just like seeing what's seeing what the brands respond to. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's super important. And then tip number uh, two, which would, or tip, Step number 2 I guess would be to talk with your community. So one of the biggest reasons why I've been encouraged to raise my rate as much as I have over the last year has literally been talking with Emma. Like we talk all the time about like like the rates that we're charging. So I think that's why like influencer pay transparency is so important, like understanding what the people around you in your niche are charging so that you are empowered to charge more. Like I shared my rates and people were like, wait, what I'm way undercharging. And I, I hope that encouraged people to raise theirs from there. I mean, I'm sure it's nerve wracking at first, but like, if you get enough people saying that, then that is your signal. Like, Oh my gosh, I should be raising them. And you got similar responses when you shared your rates. Like yeah, I did a few one-on-one
1: calls. And again, I've like taken a step back because if I do a formal mentorship program, I, that's what I really want it to be like a robust program. And I'm trying. I'm hopefully by the time this 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 airs, my next course is live. But talking with my community, doing one-on-one calls, I had um, a few influencers who did a one-on-one call with me, similar like audience size, mm-hmm. and I would say we're both in secondary and tertiary markets, which means we don't live in LA, and New York, which are the major major markets. Right? Yeah, Seattle's a smaller market, and they were charging on average, probably $600 to $750. Ugh, no.
0: And I was like, hey, like, what?
1: between like $2,500 all the way up to $4,000, depending on the scope. Yeah. It all depends if there's videos involved, right? But like, they, these influencers looked at me so crazy. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, but you know what? This is why we're having this conversation. I'm telling you now, You can charge more. Absolutely, I'm telling you now. The brands that we are working with, there is budget, and part of it was they just hadn't raised their rates. Yeah,
0: yeah, they just kept it like for a year at a time.
1: All of 2020, and I was like, no, you need to be
0: adjusting and experimenting, right? And like, it's like not only is your follower count likely growing, even if it's staying stagnant, you are getting more experience with creating, like month over month. The reason why, like, people get Promotions at their jobs, or the reason that people get raises at their jobs is because the longer they do it, the better they are at it, which is such a great analogy. It's well, thank you. (laughs) But it's exactly why, like, you do that in the corporate world. So, why the heck wouldn't you give yourself? your own pay raise. Like that doesn't make, you know, so just think about that. I think that's why it's super important to talk with your community, talk with your friends, ask them what they're charging. It can be an uncomfortable question for sure. But I think like women for a long time have been like discouraged and shamed from talking about things like this, which is really, really a shame. Like, and I I got that when I posted on my TikTok, like people were like, you you're bragging about it. And I'm like, absolutely not we should be encouraging conversations like this that's why emma and i talk about finances on here often that's why like i love emma's talk about like why she knew she was financially ready to take the leap to go full-time because that's not something that's talked about often enough like and so many people make mistakes because of that so even though it can be nerve-wracking completely talk about like this with your community talk to your friends and kind of in that same vein the third next step is to encourage open pay transparency and watch accounts that do the same so similar to, you know, talking with your blogger friends and seeing what they're charging, share it with your community, literally post and say, I am charging this amount. Actually tag us. If you do that, I would love to see that. If you tag us like at the content creatives podcast, or even like at Emma's edition at mad cray, we would love to see that and share it on our own platform. Like, cause that it's so cool to see. And like in my recent post, like people were starting to comment their rates and people were commenting back, girl, you can charge more in the comments. Like people were getting encouraged to raise their rates. Even people were telling me to raise my rates. Like people were like constantly like, you know, empowering each other. And I think that's so important. And there's accounts like I recommend following at influencer pay gap. Um, they are a fantastic resource where basically influencers will DM them uh, anonymously and they'll share basically more about their audience or audience. Audience size or engagement rate and like what brands are offering them. And I think that's a great jumping off point in the comments too, are really helpful. Cause there's so many people that are undercharging and people in the comments are like, charge more, like absolutely charge more.
1: So one thing I wanted to say before we fully wrap up today's episode is that when we talk about getting paid, we are not talking about your value as a creator right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: when, okay. If you are starting to take content creation more seriously, and again, whether it's a side hustle or it is your creative career, money and business, those are intertwined. Yeah, we cannot talk about growing your brand and your business and ignore money. So when we talk about money, again, this is not valuing you as a person. I think a lot of people and a lot of this is conditioned behavior in society Mm -hmm. where you've literally have been conditioned to feel bad to talk about money. Yeah. <laughs> Even if at any point, right, you feel guilt around it, you feel shame, you feel money is very emotional. Like you do have an emotional relationship with it. And so that's just one thing we wanted to bring up, right? This is not this conversation today, talking about money and finances and charging and encouraging you to charge more is not to make you feel bad at all. It's really to empower you and help you understand that, like, what you do as a business, as a service, as a creator, it matters, and you can charge for it, right? Like I think about everyday jobs in society. I would never go up to my Starbucks barista and be like, "I can't believe you're accepting tips." Yeah, I would never do. No, that. you would never. Him her, right? Him, her, they are providing a service, helping me get through my day, right? <laughs> and so, like getting me my coffee. So, like. When brands come to us and, and, you know, some brands will get it, some brands won't, but to say, Hey, I want it. I want five images. I want the content shot in this way. It needs to be delivered by this timeline. Oh,
0: and by the way, I'm not going to pay you no it's just a free like exchange like i think like it's kind of frustrating too cuz i do see like people on tiktok that are really ignorant about like conversations like these and i remember when i first started and i saw people posting stuff like this and i saw my friends having conversations like this like oh influencer like our influencers are asking to get paid. They're getting free stuff. Why are you complaining? That is so toxic. Mm-hmm. That is so toxic. And just like Emma said, you, I love there was one person who posted in the reward style Facebook group where she she literally said, She was like, I literally had to comment back to a brand. Actually, this might have been in my comments. I don't know if it was in the Facebook group, but mm-hmm. I saw someone say they were like, I literally had to clap back at a brand the other day and tell them your $40 leggings do not pay my bills. Oh my gosh. It was like, they, they do not pay my mortgage. And it's true. Like you are putting, you are literally, offering a service. Like if you think about it, just from a photography standpoint, just from a photography standpoint, you would never, ever, 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 ever walk up to a senior portrait photographer and say, I'm offering to be a free model for you. Why won't you take pictures of me? You would never, you would never walk up just like Emma said to your Starbucks barista and say, why are you making me like, why are you accepting tips? Why am I paying for this? Like I'm here. Like I, you know, like I'm bringing people into your store. Like why? That Absolutely not. So like I, there's so much stigma around it, which is such a shame. And I think that is why so many creators are afraid to charge because I mean, I, so many people say stuff like that. And it's so gross, honestly, like it makes me really mad, but like, this is why we have conversations like this to encourage you to know that there are people that are charging and that you should be too. Absolutely. Whether you're a nano influencer, micro macro, you are providing a service like bottom line before you even show it to your audience. You are providing a service by creating content for these brands, which again, Please look at that case study because I mean, that's just a prime example of they saved half a million dollars.
1: By the way, you guys, what we're doing, right? It's a different format. We're Mm -hmm. a digital space. We're we're an online platform. We're on a social platform. But the concept of paying for content is not new. At all. Brands have been paying for advertisements, whether it was them hiring a cartoonist to draw up an ad, to run in a paper. We're like,
0: for it's been going on on for such a long time. Well, and like, that's the thing is like, I think a lot of people like don't really realize that when content creators started popping up, like, and especially there's a lot of small businesses that are newer, right. That like, I mean, like, I think people just see it as, well, I'm giving you free stuff. Like, why wouldn't you just like, why I don't understand why that wouldn't be enough. But I'm like, if you were, even if you were a small business, like 20 years ago before, like all of this was big, you, the only way to get the word out would have been to put an ad in the newspaper to like word of mouth, like influencers as like an industry have absolutely revolutionized the way that we advertise Mm -hmm. and it has saved brands so much money by working with influencers. And like, we can't, we can't, we just can't let them continue to do it for free. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I think that that's a big reason like why, it's so important to charge your worth because I think a lot of people don't really realize like that brands have been paying for kind of stuff like this for such a long or at least they don't consider themselves in the same category. Mm-hmm. But um, in that case study, I actually like that they mentioned that it was more diverse content because not everyone wants like the kind of polished content that brands create when they hire photographers and like do like a whole photo shoot. Like they want different perspectives, which they're not able to get. Like you can't hire enough people to get that many different perspectives. You can't hire enough people to create like, oh, we do actually want some iPhone photos. Like we do want a mix of that in there. Like, you know, I, I, I think you and I could go into this for a very long time. I just think it's so important to like hit home and Jesus, <laughs> Sam, when you're listening to this, you just scratched the ground by scooting your chair and it was so loud. It sounded like a thunderclap anyways. Yes. So the, all this to say, like, I just think it's so important to, like charger worth and there, there's a lot that we could go into about like gifted collabs as well because like be about that, yeah because my manager Regan made a great point that there is a lot of like now that people are encouraging others to pay there's a lot of gift shaming like gifted collab shaming when like sometimes it does make sense yeah
1: we'll go into this in a different episode
0: yeah there's too much to go into I'm so sorry if you are interested in
1: just like a high level thing um There are resources on Amazon.com about when it makes sense to accept a gifted collaboration. Mm -hmm. I would recommend checking that out because there's a time and place for everything. Yeah, And and basically like what we're saying right now is, look, if a fortune 50 company comes to you, and even if you're a nano influencer, we're just telling you now they have budget, right? Mm -hmm. So think about all these things, the financial goals, think about your values and influencer and like time spent creating it play around with these three next steps. And hopefully, hopefully you
0: are in a better place of understanding where to charge. Absolutely. I think that was the longest bonus tip we've ever done. (laughs) Uh, That added like a good, I don't even know how many minutes. I'm so sorry, you guys. Hopefully that was helpful and we super appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram or Clubhouse, find us there we're on there weekly um thursdays at four thirty p.m pst seven thirty est most times sometimes we kind of mix it around but you'll you'll see us um you can find us on instagram at mad cray at emma's edition and at content creatives podcast you can also join our facebook group highly encourage join us, join us there we'll see you guys next time <laughs> bye